0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shira Medaf My name is Yitzchak Yat-Shalom. We're now in Masachet Nida Adaf Vav Amud Bet, near the top of the Amud, continuing to uh, delve into the issues of Khatzitzah and Tevila and the proper way to do Tevila. The uh, person should always tra- train the people in his household, his wife, his daughters, that they should watch out wash out the folds like elbows and under the arms with water. So Metave watch the challenge. Matim mayim, that the folds and anywhere that's uh, inside, like you know, inside the nostrils, for instance, uh doesn't need uh water to to get in there in order to be uh to be uh have a proper tefillah. The answer is Nihid Vyatmaim Lobainamaro mayim Bainam is, uh even though water doesn't have to actively get in there, it has to potentially be able to get in there. And now we're going to pull up from essentially, I mean, the source of this is a halacha of, a, of Mincha, that if somebody uh, commits to bring up to 60 Isaron they can bring it in one Kli. If they commit to more than 60, even 61, they have to bring in two Kalim And the reason is because 61 Esronot do not mix well with oil, uh, in one cle, uh, and then the Gemara immediately raises the issue. Well, but you don't need to do uh la. You don't need to do mixing. It says yes, but it has to be fit for mixing. Otherwise, it's ma'akev. And the same thing here. Even though water doesn't have to get it, it has to be able to get it. R' Bar Adam Yitzchak. So Rabbi had a shivchat, and the shivcha, shivcha kanan, was uh, practicing uh, tahara. She went into the mikvah and she came out. And they found a bone that was between her teeth. Rabbi said she has to go back in, because even though in the teeth is be'ta starim and water is enough to get in there, it has to be able to get in there. If a woman goes into the mikvah and comes out, and then on her body after she gets out, there is a tavla If and this is likely in the hair. Many of you showed him, read that this whole, this whole, this piece about the hair. If she went into the mikveh immediately after shampooing in a she doesn't have to shampoo and go to the mikveh again. The assumption is that whatever this thing is, got on her after she was already in the mikveh. But if she had not done that immediately, then evidently this is something that got into her hair before she went in, or we have to be concerned that it is and she has to go do the whole process again. Ike, Amritim, will say, It's far more lenient. If she shampooed the same day she went to the mikveh, then she doesn't have to do it again. If it was more than uh, that day, the day before, then she does have to redo it. So my benayu, so the obvious difference is uh, ours, according to the first opinion, it's preferable and ideal and perhaps obligatory to do the shampooing right before the tefillah, as opposed to do, doing the shampooing during the day and going to the mikveh that night, which the second opinion would be comfortable with. A woman should not stand on top of a clee that's in the mikveh and go down. Because in the bathhouses, because the floor was often very, very hot, they would have but Sometimes the fire was even there. They would have kalim, and you'd stand on the kalim. So if Kahana thought that Roba's ruling was because of xerat Merchatz you shouldn't think that you can use a regular bathhouse. Hagabe Silta, which would imply then that if it's just a piece of wood, like a log, Shaper dami, it's okay. Rav Ha'amin Ha'ardea, Hatam tamamai says the reason is not because of Gzarat Ha'ot. If you're standing on a kelim, you're kind of scared, and you're thinking it might tip over and you're not going to dip properly. You're going to be too concerned with your safety. Soltanari same thing with a piece of wood. So therefore, you'll have to be on the floor of the mikvah. A woman shouldn't go into the mikvah in a port. And the idea is that the port has lots of mud dredged up. And the problem is that her feet will likely get a chatzitzah on them before she goes all the way in. And he says, even though you don't see it right now, but it could be that when she kicks it up with her feet, then it got on her before her head went in. Uh, now, this next statement that we had uh, in B'chorot, in, in, uh, we had it earlier, uh, needs a little bit of a preface, and that is the following. rainwater, which also includes snow melt, rainwater uh, is only metahir in a mikvah if it's a mikvah, meaning it's an assembled, contained area of water, like a lake, or like a pool, or like a mikvah. But if you have rainwater that comes into a river, then if the majority of the river is rainwater, as opposed to from an underground aquifer, then it's not metahir. So therefore, avuah de Shmuel, ava the mikvah, son. In the spring, Shmuel's father, who lived right near the prat, um, set up real mikvah ot for his daughters because the river itself was, he felt, a majority rainwater from snow melt uh, in Nisan. Um tzibyom but in, in the fall, he was comfortable with them going into the Prat, so he set little mats for them to stand on in the water. Avgidol Amarav, natav let's say she fed her son with her hands, took some food and fed her son, and then v'tav and then she went to the mikvah immediately, she didn't wash her hands off, and the food might still be on her hands. Avgav, even though you don't see it now, it may have gotten onto her inside. Scars from bloodletting, or the holes from bloodletting. The first three days after bloodletting, it's not a chatzit, it's very soft. It gets crusty after that chatzit. It's a chatzit. Like the Crusty stuff on the eye, lach inochotzeitz. If it's moist, then it's not chotzeitz. But of course, if you don't take it out after a few days, it gets very dry. Yavesh chotzeitz. Then it is chotzeitz. Eimatenu kray yavesh. When is it dry? Misha shemat lirak. When it starts to go a little green or gold, it starts to get a color. Mashiach kol shvatoch They would actually put rouge inside the eye. Enochotzeitz. Not a chatzitza. Shalgabein when that put on the eyelids. Chotzeitz. That is a chatzitza but if she had eyes that were always opening and closing, because it goes way quickly. They would do this, by the way, not for cosmetics, but necessarily, but also for medicinal reasons. If she opened her eyes way too wide, or or she closed them way too tight, meaning she did that when she went into the mikvah, because if she opened her eyes way too tight, she's folding back some of the skin around her eyes. If she's closing her eyes way too tight, then you they have the same thing in the inverse. And therefore, the tefillah doesn't work. which <inaudible> means you really have to go in like feet first. <inaudible> or judging whether somebody has a chatzitza, so we just look at them kind of as a normal person. A man stands there like he's either raking or he's picking olives. A woman looks like she's either uh, weaving or nursing. All right, so you have to stand there and go in kind of in the regular fashion. You don't go in feet first, etc. I mean, uh, like knees first or head first. If you have one hair that's tied on, that's a chatzitza. Three are not. I don't know what to do with two. Because one is stuck to the hair. Three could be tied to, to each other. All we know is that one's chatzits. Beyond that, everything is okay. Yitzchak, Dvar Torah, there's a very important rule about chutzitsa. Rubo ha if something covers a majority of you, either a majority of the hair on the head, or perhaps a majority of the body, and your makpid something you don't want there, chutzetz. Rubo me eno makpidalav. if it covers a majority of you, but you don't care about it, it's like you work in the fields, and you always got kind of a layer of crud on you, uh, but you don't care about it because it's always on there and there's no point in washing it off because the next day you're going to get it again. Eno so, the, the basic rule is that it's only Rubo and and they have those criteria. Then, there were Gozer, uh, because of the, of the full case. So, why wouldn't they even gozer on something that covers a small amount of you Then you're not Makped on? Because of either one of the others. The answer is Hiku Fagzeira. Remember that in other words, when you only have one criterion, it itself is Xerah. We don't make Xerah, Xerah, to extend what's already Xerah one step further. Okay, Amarav, Nida Bizmana, Nido who's going to the mikvah on the proper night, meaning the seventh night, the night after the seventh day, goes only at night. If she's going some other time, she can go to the mikvah during the day, meaning if she missed that night, she can go to the next day, or the next night, etc., it doesn't matter if she's on time or not. says, essentially, a, a, uh, Anita could go to the mikvah uh, during the day, uh, if it's after the Zman, as long as she's had seven full days, but uh, she should not do this so because of s'rach b'ita, because what will happen is her daughter will see that she went to the mikvah uh, during the day, and she'll think that she can do so on the seventh day of uh, of uh, of Nida. The Rav Hadabay, Rav also agreed with this the Amra Bhibash, Arav Nida Ba Mizman Mishobasman and Tobala Tobalila Mishum Srachpita, the same exact wording as Rabbi Yochanan. Rav Kenatkin Ravidi Beneresh made a rule in his city. Nerish is right near the uh the river, and that is to go to the Mikvah on the eighth day. Why they evidently had wild lions in the city and going out at night was dangerous in his city said Mishum Ganavi. He who said you have to go during the eighth day, because they're at night. It's dangerous. He said in his town it was very cold, evidently during certain parts of the year. It was very hard, maybe he was afraid they wouldn't go to the mikveh properly. He said go during the eighth day. Rava Mishum Avuloi. Um Rava in Mahusa Um said that uh that they have to go to the mikveh during the day. Because of Avuloi, because of the of the guards of the city who would harass women and perhaps take advantage of them, uh, all of this up because of danger. So he asked the he asked a question that we should have really been asking this whole parak since we've accepted the idea that all women today are suffix zavot, which is why every woman needs Shiva Nikim. So why don't they all go to the mikvah on the seventh day? They count Shiva Nikim. Let them go to the mikvah during the seventh day, because think about this. If they're really a zaba, that's the right time to go. And if they're really a Nida, they're way past when they needed to go. The answer is mishum to Rabbi Shimon, because of Rabbi Shimon, the Tanya, achar titar, after she goes to the mikvah, she's Torah. achar, achar means, has to be after every process, she's like, tumum of second baname, there can't be any tomb in the middle, that we've seen several times. Rabbi Shimon omer, achar titar, means achar ma'aset titar. As soon as she goes to the mikvah, she's Torah. But she can't really have bia during the day of the seventh because she might end up seeing Dham and then everything is bad and then, you know, everything is retroactively messed up. Her Shivan Akim are messed up and then, um, and then there's a Chiyuv Korate. And therefore they said she shouldn't go to the mikvah on the seventh day for that reason. Ravuna, a real outzava has to be because that's her man. Before we were talking about whether you have to do hafifah immediately before tevila, or you could do it the day of, and you go to the mikveh at night. Now we go further. He says you could do hafifah on the Sunday, and go on Tuesday. Why? say Think about this. A woman goes to the mikveh on Saturday night. When did she do Khafifa? On Friday, which means it's really the third day, Friday, Shabbat, Sunday, so therefore, she could be do chafif on Sunday and be and uh, go to the mikvah on Tuesday. She could even go Sunday to Wednesday. Why? Because we have a model for that, which is legit. Let's say Yom Tov is on Sunday. So when she wants to go to the mikvah Sunday night, she has to be chafif on Friday, and therefore there is a gap of a fourth day. And now we'll even make it Sunday to Thursday. Why? Let's say Rosh Hashanah is, in their calendar, could be Sunday-Monday, not in our calendar. And therefore, if she had to go to the mikvah on Monday night, she'd be on Friday. This is an inversion of the old Lechem uh, um, Aponim. How many days could it be till you like uh, eat the Aponim? Um, the Sugiyon the, the Shabbat. Uh, now, that is, uh, is Rav Huna. Rav Chista disagrees, says, Kulu Amrinan, Lomrinan. I agree with you about the indexes that you use, the models that you use, that Erev Shabbat, and Erev Shabbat when Sunday is Yonta, and Erev Shabbat when Sunday Monday, or Yont Shabbat Shana. Yes, but Shekain Law Amrinan. But the, the, the application we don't say. Why? Meaning, you should always do it right before going to the Mikvah. If you can't, because of halacha, so you get up until a four-day gap. But not to use, utilize that gap, just when it's, uh, convenient. He disagrees, he supports Rafun, and says we apply, accept the application. except for the longest one. Why? Because we don't accept that principle halacha. Why? Because if Rosh Hashanah is Sunday, Monday, and she's supposed to go Monday night. We don't allow her to be chofev on Friday. It's too long of a gap between the shampooing and the going to the mikvah. And therefore we say, do your chaf- chavifa right after Yontif on Monday night. And go to the mikvah that night. So we accept Rav Chista's halacha, which is to reject shekane. But we also accept Rav Yemar's peace to it. Which means that we don't even accept the index about two days of Rosh Hashanah and being on Friday. And having a five-day, four-and-a-half-day gap. So now the answer that Rav Yemar gave to the Rosh problem, let's investigate. Is it okay to do Hafifa that night before going to the mikvah? Don't we have a, uh, a story about the, uh, Reish Galuta's. Um, uh, There's a story. Reish Galuta's uh, wife didn't want. They had a fight. She didn't want to go to the mikveh. He went to try to so to get to go to the mikveh. She said, "What are you doing here? Come tomorrow." In other words, she said, "Don't bother me now to go to the mikveh. It was nighttime already. Come back tomorrow and try to convince me." He understood what she was saying. He said to her, you're the wife of the Rishkaluta, you're a wealthy woman, are you missing hot water, are you missing combs, are you missing servants to help you? You could do it now. Meaning, he was saying that you could do hafifa at night. he was understanding that she said, I didn't do hafifa yet, and it's already night time, so I can't do it anyways, even if you would convince me that it's right, it's too late. And he said to her, no, it's not. Shabbat Shabbat. to So that's something that we built on, built the whole Ravunav Chizur piece on that you could do Chavivah on Friday and go to the mikvah Saturday night. Amar Le Rav Papa he said Rav Shlach Ravin beigarte Yisrael Shabbat Rovin says Shabbat. Ravin sent a letter from Eretz Yisrael saying not to do that. And I'll ask you yourself, how could you do Chavivah during the day and go to the mikvah night? And take up the Chavivah twila. We're going back to what we suggested earlier that that chafif has to be immediately before tevilah, voleika. So hader Okirava mora alay v'dorash. So Rava took an amora and publicized the halacha. What I told you yesterday was wrong. In Eretz Israel they've ruled, and this is at the very end end of the era where the piskei Eretz held absolute sway in Babel. Rabbi Yochanan ruled that a woman cannot do chafif on Erev Shabbat and go to the Mikvah Shabbat, which of course tears down all of Ravuna's Huna's uh, systematic ruling about being able to be, be hafif on a Sunday and be tovel on a Tuesday or a Wednesday based on this, because even this isn't accurate. And he repeated what was told to him, which is, you need some la you have to do Khafif right before the tevilah. What's the loch? She could do Khafiva during the day and tovil at night. Shalokh El Balilah. I Balakha says she should do it at night. So Kashtah Hilchtah. So Kashlo Kasha Hadaf Shah Lovshar. Meaning if it's possible to do it during the day, meaning it's not Moshe Shabbat, then you then you then you uh, can do it during the day. If you can't, then you do it at night. Ideally you you um you do it during the day, which is the way that some read it. Others read it the opposite way, um, that, uh, that, um, but the simple read is, like Rashi says, is that if you can, and it's not a regular whole day, then you do it during the day, and you have plenty of time, and do it properly, that night go to the mikvah. But if not, like Monsei Shabbat and Monsei Yom Tov, then you do it after the Yom Tov during the night, and go to the mikvah that night. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up with the next Mishnah, and the next podcast, we intend to have a wonderful day.